What's going on, Buffalo sports fans? Welcome back to Buffalo Sports Banter. As you can see today, it is just me. Unfortunately, Hunter could not make it today, but we still got a great show for you guys. So let's just get right into it. We got a lot of lot of stuff to unpack, a lot with the Buffalo Bills today. So we're going to be focusing on them. Want to start it off, though. Big shout out to all you guys who tune in all the time, listen all the time. Really appreciate you guys. Would really appreciate if you guys would like, comment, and subscribe to Built in Buffalo's page here. Great, really helps us out. Great guys doing a lot of different things, a lot of different shows and everything. So really would appreciate that. And uh, yeah, appreciate all you guys. But we do have some news from the Buffalo Bills. So it's just me today, just going to be doing it. But let's hop right in. I do want to start it off just with a couple, one, couple things. There are some new signings. Buffalo Bills signed three players this past week. First one being Ty Johnson, running back. He did uh, go out last year uh, from a torn pec. He has recovered from that, uh, but he didn't really play too much in 2022. But when he did, he was effective. He only had 30 carries, but he rushed for uh, for 5.3 yards per carry then. It was a great season for him until, obviously, he had had to come up short. Um, but, yeah, he's a 4.4 yard uh, yards per carry player in the league so he, he might might have a chance i know it's a little bit late in the season or late in the preseason for him to kind of make this push to make the roster we'll see what happens there but ty johnson joined in the running back room next up the buffalo bills are, and brandon bean did actually add to the offensive line they went out and got garrick mcginn uh he used to play with the xfl's arlington raiders was on a few practice squads including the bills um, but he's last active in the nfl in 2019 when he played for the carolina panthers Last signing was a linebacker. They added to the linebacker room all three or all both spots, offensive line, linebacker, two two um, positions that a lot of people were really hoping that they would make a move with. So that's that's what they did. They went out, got um, Deshaun White, linebacker. He was a former Oklahoma Sooner. He most recently played with the Michigan Panthers over in the USFL. He's he's a little bit he's a he's a good guy in coverage, quick off the line, can win off the edge. Uh, but I I haven't been able to see too much of his tape. But shout out to our guy Peter Diviasi over there. He does a great 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 things with Built in Buffalo. So go check him out. But he he came up with the notes for uh, Deshaun White. So shout out to Peter. Um, but yeah, he's he's from what Peter said, he's good in coverage. That's his best best uh attribute is he's a great coverage guy um quick off the line quick first step so we'll see what he can do obviously there's already a lot of young guys fighting for that spot for the linebacker spot with bernard dodson um obviously you got doran williams coming in aj klein you can go down the list there's a lot of guys so we'll see what happens with there but three guys joining the roster late in preseason it it, we'll see what they can do hopefully they can make make their mark uh obviously for the offensive line and linebacker i think a lot of you guys would hope that they can make a mark uh but we'll see However, there was a game this past weekend, which is why a lot of us are saying that they need offensive line. They need, you know, fix the tackles, fix the offensive line. So we're going to get into a little bit of preseason recap. I mean, it, it, the game itself wasn't, if you're a Bills fan, you don't want to watch it. it. It was it was pretty rough. I mean, a lot of turnovers, just bad penalties, 13 penalties in total. They ended up losing 27 to 15. So it's whatever. I mean, to me, it's a preseason game. A lot of people, I think, put too much into the preseason game. You just saw the the Baltimore Ravens, their streak end at 24 games, 25 games, I believe. And throughout those that win streak in the preseason, they didn't win anything. So I think people put a little bit too much into preseason when it comes to hating or loving what the team's doing or just criticizing them or even the opposite. If say the Bills had a perfect game, people would look into it that much. And I get it. Everybody does it. I do it. 
everybody you think of can possibly that can that does it watches the sport it's it's hard not to do and these guys are fighting for their jobs but at the end of the day it's august once it hits september once once uh september the first week comes around and the bills are playing the jets nobody's going to care about this game nobody i mean it, can you? I I would like anybody to be able to say that they they remember all three games from last preseason. I I could probably as soon as you turn it on, yeah, I would remember it. But no, I'm not remembering it off the bat. It's preseason. Everybody, let's just let's take a step back, right? Take a step back. Say, all right, it's preseason. Yes, it was bad. It was really brutal, but there's still things to work on. They're they're going to be working on these things. You know, McDermott wasn't happy, especially with the offensive line. Um, but. It is what it is, preseason. But the first thing I want to talk about with the preseason is the QB competition between Matt Barkley and Kyle Allen. Obviously, two guys on the outside. I know his picture's a little blurry. It is what it is, but not the guy in the middle. We know the guy in the middle. He's QB1. Hopefully, we don't even have to worry about who is QB2. But it's Matt Barkley, Kyle Allen, week one. Kyle Allen had the best uh, or had, had the worst showing. Matt Barkley really showed out this week. It was opposite. Matt Barkley really struggled. He had four total turnovers, three interceptions, just didn't didn't get get the ball in the end zone, uh, at least through the air. He went seven for 12 for 93 yards. It was just it was a rough game for him overall. Uh, I mean, it was a rough game for everybody overall. But, you know, for Barkley, it was one where going into this week, a lot of people thought QB two Matt Barkley, it's locked up. But this week now it's wide back open. Now there's even talk from people saying, you know, we, we got to go out and get somebody else for the backup, which I do understand. I will say it, it's it's another one of those things where, yeah, we would like to have a good quarterback too. Um, but if your quarterback won, especially a guy like Josh Allen goes down, it's going to be rough either way. It's going to be a very, very big fall either way because um, Josh Allen's a top three quarterback in the league. And there's not many backups, at least on the price tag that Kyle Allen and Matt Barkley have that would be that would want to come in playing for that. So it, it's one that I think this this third week you'll really see. And now that Matt Barkley's day to day, who knows what's going to go on there? My guess would be Kyle Allen does end up being QB two to start uh, week one, and Matt Barkley goes to the practice squad. It, but either way, I don't think it makes too much of a difference. Either way, you're just hoping you don't even have to see these guys on the field. Um, just because you know you want Josh Allen out there, you want him to be able to sling the ball around, but we got to worry about it. Who's going to win this QB two competition? It's been back and forth. It, there hasn't really been a clear winner yet, and now it's just it's it's looking more like Kyle Allen has reinserted himself and said, you know, no, I I, I think this should be me. This should be I should be the backup, even though you know Barkley's been here a little bit longer. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Uh, QB QB two battle, less important battle I would say for the team, but still it's a huge one. But I want to also get into a little bit of the offensive line. Everybody's asking, is the offensive line a big concern? You obviously see these guys right here. Dion didn't look too great we, uh, that this past week. Spencer Brown really struggled. So it's it's been it's it's been a little tough for them. Um, I mean, especially these two right here, Spencer Brown and Dion Dawkins. Spencer Brown. Although I don't think he played as bad as people have are saying he did, when you go back and watch the tape and you you look at especially the block in the back penalty, it was kind of a ticky tack penalty and didn't really need to be called. Um, I, I think Spencer Brown played better than a lot of people thought, but I will say that with a grain of salt, it still is a concern. It's it's especially if Spencer Brown or Deion Dawkins goes down. There's not much behind him. 
and you could see a lot of trouble happening if one of them go down and you could see a lot of trouble even if both of them are in there Dion, i'm less concerned about it's you know it's the preseason for for everybody they're getting they're getting ready for the regular season but or um Deion dawkins is not not one of the players that i'm really worried about uh if it, if it gets to week one two and three and he's really struggling then yeah then i'll be worried but spencer brown's really the more the one that i think everybody else is worried about as well and look i i understand everybody wanting to blame blame brandon bean for not being more aggressive or whatever it is but what what more could you have done if you're Brandon Bean, what more could you have really done with the offensive tackles and right tackle more specifically with Spencer Brown at that price again? Because, again, I know I keep bringing up price, but the Bills were in a very tough spot with money this offseason. And they didn't really spend – they never, didn't spend big anywhere. The right receiver was their biggest addition, and they didn't really spend much because they couldn't. So right tackle – and here's the other thing with right tackles. I think people need to – maybe understand a little more. And I think it's something that a lot of teams struggle with because it's a problem for a lot of teams is the fact that tackles, high-end tackles are so hard to come by in the NFL now. And you look at the tackles around the league, most teams have one good, good tackle, you know, very rarely do they have two very good tackles. And it's, it's just one of those positions that it, you, people teams struggle to bring in. They've struggled to bring in consistently as well. You see a lot of tackles, you know, except for the high-end, high-end ones. You see a lot of them go in year in and year out. It depends on the scheme. It depends on how they're playing. A lot of things can affect the offensive line. So for Spencer Brown, am I concerned? A little bit. Not, not majorly. Uh, I, I, I have bigger questions at other positions. So I'm not really too concerned about that. It's it's one of those positions where, yeah, it, we would hope that you can get uh, above average to elite play there, but it's hard to come by. It's just it's it's a hard position to find. And you could say all you want about, you know, being being needed to be more aggressive. Other teams have done it. But it's it's just that's how the nature of the NFL. You see it all the time with teams struggling to to you know get those tackles and get tackles that can stay healthy. Because even look at the backups, right? Where where can they really go from here? Not sure where specifically they can go. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a topic I think going all the way throughout the season, especially if Spencer Brown does struggle. It's going to be a huge conversation during trade deadline. Do they go out and get somebody? Do they go out and get somebody in the next week? Who teams are making cuts? There might be guys that you know being sees that says, "Oh, they might be on the outside looking in with their team." Whether it's the Cardinals, I've seen them them thrown around a little bit. The Bears, I've seen them thrown around a little bit. Do they depart with one of their their tackles that you know maybe could make an impact in Buffalo? We'll see with that. I think Bean does have a have a history of being aggressive with trades right at the end of preseason and going into the regular season, whether it's trading away a player for a pick or trading for a player, I, I think you've seen him be aggressive before. And I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up being aggressive again. So it's, it's going to be a big topic. We'll see if they end up making a move. I would, I would guess that they're not going to make a move. It's just, it doesn't make sense to give up a pick for a guy like you know, Beecham from Arizona and say, yeah, he's a hundred percent throughout the whole season going to be significantly better than Spencer Brown or in, in Chicago. I, I think it's Borum. Um, the, 
I forget his first name, but Borum, the tackle there. Another young guy who says that this preseason, the grades they're putting up in preseason or how they're playing in preseason, is going to transfer over to the end of the regular season. Nobody really knows. So it's going to be a big, big question mark, especially because Josh Allen, we got to keep him healthy, right? They got to keep him healthy. They, you you want to minimize the amount of hits he's taking. And if the tackles are struggling, especially against elite pass rushers, like the Bills are going to be playing some this year. It's going to be a worry. It's going to be a concern because you don't want your star quarterback taking a hit. So offensive line, I'm a, I'm concerned with it, but I wouldn't say I'm panicked or I'm going to freak out because I'm thinking that that Josh Allen's going to get injured through this season. He, he knows he has a good pocket presence. I think this offensive line, it's still early, like we said, with the preseason. At the end of the day, these games, nobody remembers really how people play too much in these games besides the guys that are fighting for, for roster spots. Um, fighting for, you know, playing time, which I guess you could say Spencer Brown is. But it's just it's it's going to be a long season if if Spencer Brown can't pick it up at least a little bit. And he he needs to at least show the signs that he can be as he can be a solid right tackle in this league. And I'm not going to give up on him yet. But this is the year. It's his third year. He needs to do it. He needs to show it. He had the injury last year that people kind of, you know, said, okay, maybe that affected it. This year, if if he's healthy, he's got to play well. We'll see if he does. Um, but let's move on to the playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. There were a couple playmakers that went out and showed showed uh, showed they can really, really make some plays. And the two that I want to talk about are one guy that we've been talking about all training camp, and the other guy who's been talked about all offseason, especially because he was just drafted. But it's starting to pick up more now that we're starting to see him play. We'll start with Kincaid, Dalton Kincaid. He made some good plays last game. He's showing what the Bills drafted him for. A guy that can just get open. And you saw it in this past preseason game. I think you're going to see it week one. I I, I know tight ends. I, I should probably be somebody that, that t- takes it back a little bit with t- rookie tight ends. I know rookie tight ends can struggle. But he just looks like I, I, he's going to be an elite tight end, in my opinion, sooner rather than later. I, I don't see it happening in year three, four, five. I see it happening late in year one, year two. At the like, I, I just he knows the game. He knows where to how to get open. Him and Josh are going to be. He's going to be one of Josh's favorite targets. Josh loves those guys that could just catch the ball, get open, get it out quick. I think you're going to see him used a lot. He showed it this preseason game against the Steelers a little bit, and I think you're going to continue to see it more and more each week as he learns the the playbook, as he gets connections with Josh, and as the Bills say, you know, this guy, we they drafted him for a reason. They traded up for him for a reason. You've heard Brandon Bean. You heard how excited he was. This might be the most excited he's probably ever been. I've seen at least for a prospect, and it's exciting to see a guy that that could become Josh Allen's number two, number three weapon on this offense depending on how the guy next to him in this picture does Gabe Davis and that's another guy that I wanted to talk about real quick he's been hyped up all camp there's some talks about him maybe getting extended I know a lot of people are still skeptical on him I am on the defense of him that saying you know he did play through an injury last year it, it was a tough year for him he he a lot of people were disappointed but I think I think he, he's going to turn around this year You've you saw it even in the game in in, yes, in uh, the game against the Steelers in the preseason. It yes, some of them got called back as penalties, but that's not Gabe's fault. He was getting he made plays, he got open, he got got the ball, and he caught it. 
I think you're going to see, again, you're not going to see him catch 95% of the balls. You're not going to see him catch 90%. It's still going to be something that he maybe struggles with a little bit, but I think you're going to see those, those that drop percentage go down. I think you're going to see him utilized in different ways instead of just running three, four routes like you, we saw last year. And, you know, you even saw Patrick Peterson say it last year against the, the Bills after you had the game-winning interception that Gabe Davis only runs a few routes. I think you're going to see him run a lot more routes this year. I think you're going to be seeing him utilize a lot more. I think Ken Dorsey is learning and understanding. I got all these guys that can do a bunch of different things, whether it's Sherfield, Hardy, Davis, Diggs, Cook, Knox, Kincaid, just down. You have weapons. You don't, you can move them around the field. You can use them in ways that maybe even the defense wouldn't expect. I think you're going to see Ken Dorsey open up the playbook a lot more this season. I think you're going to see a lot more of Gabe Davis. And I think you're also going to see a lot of Dalton Kincaid right out the gates. I think him and Dalton or Dawson Knox are going to be a great duo. And I think it's this offense is going to roll. So for me, the only concern offensively is like we talked about the offensive line. Is it a major concern to me? No. But am I concerned? Yes. We have to see it improve, at least improve week in, week out. Have to get a little bit better. This next preseason game, got to be a little bit better. Week one, a little bit better than the preseason. this last preseason game coming up. So there, there's I, – I, I'm not concerned about this offense. I know a lot of people are, are very concerned. People say, and you know, especially when they sign McGinn, the, the offensive lineman I, I talked about a little earlier, I, I just think – I, I think we're seeing a little too much. I, I don't want to use the word hate, but I think we're seeing a little too much criticism about this offense when it was a top tier offense in the league. It's still upgraded from last year. I don't, I, I, no matter what anybody says, it upgraded. Offensive line was up is upgraded. Weapons are upgraded. And I think you're going to see a lot, a lot healthier offense as well. Like I said, with Gabe Davis or even, you know, Josh, he's now got some time to rest that elbow. And now he's back in it. Obviously, he's been training camp and everything. But, but the whole offseason, you got to rest the elbow. Everybody got to, you know, get healthy again. So I think the offense will be fine. And there's one more guy I want to talk about the offense who I think solidified it that he's not going to the practice squad um, at the end of this camp. I would be would have been shocked either way. But that is Justin Shorter. I'm excited about him. I was excited when they drafted him. He wasn't a guy that you know was on a lot of people's radars coming out of the, coming out of college. He's a big body guy. He can he catches the ball. That was his one thing coming out of college. He catches the ball, and that's the one thing I think Bills Mafia should be excited about. I don't know if you're going to see him a lot early on. I would very highly be very. Uh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'd be very shocked if he has a big role in this offense especially to start unless somebody goes down but i think he can be a guy that you know makes some plays they'll probably have him on special teams a little bit and if somebody needs needs a break go put in shorter he's a different type of receiver than the bills have i guess you can say gabe davis is a big time big receiver but he's not justin shorter big justin shorter is a big dude i mean it, if you guys ever go to a game go try to get close and go see how big he is because he is massive so justin shorter he had a great game uh on uh, I blanking on which day, but against the Steelers, ended up having five catches on six targets for 47 yards and a touchdown. I think he's, he's officially locked in, himself in place to make the roster, and we'll see what his role is coming up. Um, but yeah, the offense, I'm excited for it. Let's move on a little bit to the defense. And there's one guy I do want to talk about, and I have been talking about him all, se- all off season. I've been saying the same thing all season. Dorian Williams led the team again in tackles. 
let it him again, two straight preseason weeks. And I know he's probably playing more than some other linebackers and some other players, but it's a good sign for a young guy to be going and making plays no matter what if they're bad or good he's getting in there and he's trying to you know make plays and learn so i'm excited for dory williams he's a guy that i loved coming out of college fast goes gets the ball very his instincts in college just it seemed like wherever the ball was he was going to end up at, uh, end up there he's going to track you down i like what he can bring to the table i was a little shocked when they said that he wasn't going to be working middle linebacker early on because i kind of thought that's why they drafted him was to have him learn that spot I think they should, and that's the question that I have right here. Should he be getting more reps? In my opinion, 100%. I think he should be a guy that they try to work in more. I said it with, I say it all the time with rookies. I know the Bills like to kind of bring them in slowly, but you've seen other teams not do that, and it worked out great. The Chiefs are the perfect example last season. They had so many rookies that, yeah, maybe they struggled to start the season. Maybe they struggled early on in their career. But by the time it got to the playoffs, by the time it got to late season, they were ready because they were able to go out and make those mistakes. And I think Dorian Williams needs to be a guy that that they need to do that with. Let him go out and make a few mistakes. But let him go learn. Let him go play next to Milano. Get used to that defense. I would love to see him because Dotson hasn't really been a guy that I'm sold on. I'm not sold on him. Bernard is a guy that I'm still curious about. I still want to see more of him. I think he could be a great linebacker in this league as well. But Dorian Williams, in my opinion, needs to get more. He just needs to. So we'll see what what happens with Dorian Williams if he gets more playing time. But I just wanted to talk about him for just a second. He needs more playing time. That's all I'll say. (laughs) Um, But next guy I want to talk about. Gregory Rousseau. He's actually the last individual player that I'm going to talk about for today. Greg Rousseau, he ended up having a great game again against the Steelers. He had two sack or one sack, two tackles for loss, three total tackles. I'm expecting a breakout season. That's the question that I have right here. Are you guys expecting a breakout season from him? Because I, I, I'm expecting big things. He had four sacks his rookie year, eight sacks this past year. I'm expecting double digit sacks this year. I think with the addition of Leonard Floyd. With the with the uh, Von Miller going to be coming back from that injury, and now him going into another year, Epinesa being a guy that can get after the quarterback. Yes, Epinesa struggles with taking down the quarterback and finishing the plays, but he gets to him, so it puts still puts pressure on that offensive line on the other side of the ball. But Greg Rousseau is a guy that I'm excited to see. I'm hoping that they they end up playing him and pat, having him rush the passer a lot more than guys like Leonard Floyd or, I mean, maybe not Von Miller, but Epinesa, Basham. I want to see him on the field. I want to see him moved around. I want to see him inside, outside. I want to see him just wreak and have it because I, I'm I'm a, I'm fully aboard the, the Greg Rousseau train. I'm, I'm fully aboard it. I think he can do great things this year. So we'll see about him. Um, before we get into the, the question that, I, of, you know, the day I work and I'm going to do it with you guys instead of us because Hunter's not here. Um, but it's, it's about, you know, we got to talk about it. Stephen A. Stefan Diggs. It's pretty complicated, but it's, it's, I, we got to talk about it. First, Stephen A. on his show comes out and says that Stefan Diggs wants out of Buffalo. Says that he has his sources, right? Has him, has him, has him. Few hours later, tweets out. Diggs tweets out. It's 100% false. It's not true. He's riding riding with Bills Mafia, and that's what he wants to do. So I, I I'm gonna believe Diggs in that sense. And then all of a sudden today, Stephen A comes back, doubles down on what he's saying. Says Dig, Diggs wasn't the source, but two people close to Diggs says he's not feeling Buffalo because they missed their window. And then he decides to finish it off. 
by saying either Diggs didn't want people to know, he changed his mind, or he needs to talk to his people, the people close to him that are saying these things. I, I hope this is the last time we have to talk about this, but I know it's not going to be. It's it's really exhausting that these these national media outlets can are going to talk about this all day and all day. Because if we're actually being honest, the question for Stephen A was not about the bills. He just happened to bring them in and start talking about the problems with the bills, even though, in my opinion, there's teams that have bigger problems than, than Stefan Diggs missing one excused practice. One. And I think I I'm, I speak for a lot of Bills fans here and saying that we're just we're, we are just we're really tired of just people talking about this and making it something that it isn't. And I think Diggs tweeting that is him saying the same thing, saying, I'm sick of having to come out and say this. I want to be in Buffalo. He said it less than a month ago. He wants to retire in Buffalo. So I'm going to say I'm going to believe Diggs on this one. I'm going to believe the man himself instead of a guy who I love Stephen A, but he's got to stick to basketball, in my opinion. He's just got to do it, and you've seen it time after time, where a lot of I mean, a lot of a lot of high end media media people do this, especially you know they're they're trying to get views. People do it all the time, and I'm not gonna you know hate on Stephen A for specifically trying to do something like this. It's more just we thought we were done with it. We thought we were done with this topic, and then it was brought up again. I'm going to say Diggs, Diggs wants to be in Buffalo. I know he wants, he wants to be in Buffalo. And until he says he doesn't want to be, until he demands a trade, I'm going to believe that he wants to be in Buffalo. Now, with that, with all that said, I do think there's always going to be that part of Diggs where I wouldn't be shocked if he came out in a year and the Bills get knocked out of the first round of the playoffs or don't make the playoffs or get blown out again in the second round. And he comes out and says this. I wouldn't be shocked because, again, Diggs does have, obviously, the I don't want to say reputation, but the history of demanding a trade but i just i i don't know where it would get him because he knows he knows stefan diggs knows that the bills physically cannot trade him for the next two years they just can't so i i'm gonna i'm gonna be uh, i'm gonna be on the side saying that diggs do, does want to be here i he wants to be in buffalo he wants to play with josh allen so i'm gonna be fully on board that and i, I really think that it's just something again that people are saying just to get either arouse out of Bills fans or whatever it is, but I just don't see it to be true. And I don't think that Stefan Diggs wants out, but we shall see. We shall see. So I know this was kind of a quicker episode. It was just me today. I kind of went on a huge spiel there, kind of went jumped from one thing to the next. But again, I appreciate you guys coming out, but we're going to get into our my history question real quick um, before we finish it off. So you guys can leave the answers down below. See if you know the answer. We'll answer it next week with Hunter. And I'll ask Hunter the same exact question to start the show. And we'll give the answer to start the show. But we talked about the offensive line. We talked about the offensive line struggling. So my question to everybody is, who was the last offensive lineman the Buffalo Bills selected in the first round? Let us know down below. Let us know if you know the answer. If you do, don't look it up. I want to know if you look it up. I won't actually, but. You know, it, it's cheating. Um, so let's let's see if you who, who can get it. See if you can think about it. It's it's it's. Uh, I think I think a lot of people could get it. Um, it's it's not too tough of a question. Um, but we'll see how many of you guys get it. So again, thanks you guys for tuning in. This is another episode of Buffalo Sports Banter. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe down below. We'll see you guys next week. Hunter should be back next week. Um, I know we've been kind of on a crazy schedule. We both, you know, are just switched jobs and everything. So we're, we're getting used to the schedule. We should have it out more regularly on a regular basis soon, um, especially with the season starting. So thank you guys for tuning in as always. And uh, we'll see you next time.